they stay some of the best. The Barefoot Punter, because you've done it way Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Pope. The Mother is with us as well. And the Statsman joins us and graces us with his presence. Of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2023 AFL and NRL season. And it's a big welcome back to the Pope. Thanks for having me, Mark. It's nice to make it there. There's been a few hiccups in in, in production, pre-production, so it's nice to uh, nice to made it to air this evening. Boo technology. Um, over to you, Modler. Good to see you. Good to be here again. Uh, yeah, I think we had the uh, we had the charity team last year to um, raise some good coin for. I think it was a clothing charity, wasn't it? We might need to bring it. Out again this year to uh, to get the mug some uh, some new laptop gear, I'd say. Yeah, you know, I think the laptop might have just about given up the ghost. So I've had to get back onto the desktop tonight, boys. So uh, hope all uh, works well with this evening's podcast. And boys, what a special moment it is uh, when we get the two McKay brothers back together. Finally, it's occurred again. We've got the Pope and Statsman. Welcome to the show, Statsman. We- we do our best to avoid each other, Mug, but sometimes the uh, the stars align and, and we're both here. So we'll, um, I'm sure there'll be some sparks throughout the show. Terrific to have you with us, Statsman, and looking to some uh, amazing insight into the world of AFL on the week-to-week betting. And, of course, I know you'll have a little update for us on your futures plays and uh, maybe even some goal-scoring markets as well. We can, uh, we can touch on with a few little uh, tidbits also. Um, Pope, uh, we had Magic Round up on the weekend. Uh, a bit of a summation of Magic Round. Did we make it through incident-free? I think the lockups of the relevant police stations would have been pretty full on Sunday night, Mug. But uh, another successful weekend, all in all, I think. The football, again, a high standard overall and the fears about the Suncorp surface didn't come to fruition but um, it was a pretty feral crowd by the looks of things by 4.30 Sunday up there mug which was about a dollar five going into that would be the case as well. And I think it was a fair weekend up in there in Brisbane and I think it was a fair weekend for the Modler too. Uh, Modler how did you enjoy Magic Round and how did you go on the punt? Yeah Magic Round uh wasn't too bad. The Knights didn't play, so at least uh, they didn't lose. You've always got to look on the, the bright side of life with, with these kind of things. Uh, the punts, yeah, went not too bad, uh, especially with league. A couple of long price winners, I think we, uh, we'll get to shortly. And Modler, um, the Knights, if I'm um, understanding correctly, uh, weren't playing in Magic Round, which you could probably feel a little bit ripped off, I suppose, if you weren't a part of it. But um, they didn't seem too bothered because they went over to Bali, real Jordan to Goey style, just uh, went over there for a few days. Is that right? They did. I think most of the um, most of the team uh, yeah, pulled up stumps and went off to Bali and did what you do in Bali. Uh, Ponga, I think, stuck behind and thought he get a, a few more uh, sort of practice sessions off the books in. So interesting to see how he comes out this week. Um, yeah, with that under his belt. Well, I'll be interested to see uh, yourself and Pope's angles uh, for the against the Knights uh, this weekend, if there is one, uh, because uh, I think we'd all be a bit guilty of coming back a bit heavy uh, after a, a, a trip to Bali. And I'm not sure those rugby boys would have the discipline to um, to curtail themselves uh, from getting involved in whatever else they'd like to get involved in. So that'll be an interesting uh, watch uh, this week. Statsman, it was a big round of AFL, a bit of controversy uh, coming out of the, the weekend's AFL. Of course, we've just seen Van Ruin get rubbed out and uh, all the booing. Are you a booer, Statsman? No, I'm not a booer. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting Ooh. crowd, the, the, the ones that fire up with their, with their booing. Um, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to pinpoint a, an incident or a, or a particular thing that makes Collingwood fans hard to tolerate at games. I think that's one of many. Uh, when you if you ever go to a game supporting your team against Collingwood, it's never a very pleasant experience. So um, yeah, it's not not surprising whatsoever. 
I must admit, I, I uh, I'm not a booer myself. Although probably the one time, one time I uh, I booed actually was um it was in the 2014 Grand Final when Buddy was lining up for his first goal, and uh, I did think to myself, I'm I'm going to get inside this guy's head. I'm booing here, like uh, you know, he's just left Hawthorne. He's lining up for goals. Booed him the first. I think he kicked about three goals. I think he was their best player in the grand final. Um, so he was, he's an absolute champion. But uh, don't agree with the booing of the champions for no reason. But um, but at the same time, stats man, I sort of think if the crowd wants to boo, don't tell them not to boo. Just just let people do what they want to do. Why why do we feel so obligated in this world today? to tell everyone how to behave. You must behave like this. You must do this. You must. It's a free world. Uh, anyway, no editorials here, Pope. Uh, just, uh, just just sharing my view. Um, Pope, how did you go on the punt? Uh, it was mixed fortunes. Mug, my points angles were nowhere near it as a starting point. The first, so the, the, the first game of the day, multi, fell yeah. over in the second leg and the associated singles and elsewhere. I think the first three bets that have set on the line last week didn't come to fruition as well. But then it came came good towards the back half. I said Souths to yep. beat Melbourne and 13 plus was applied and that came to fruition. Yep. Um, Cowboys head-to-head also got up Sunday afternoon in Parramatta. So they were the, they were the good parts. And then I, I also liked mainly... Canterbury and the Sharks, which all didn't come to fruition. So we, we actually talked through a lot last week, didn't we? A lot of league content last week. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big um, step and you missed out on those couple, but I think those big prices uh, would have either just balanced your weekend out or maybe even had your nose slightly in front. But I think the, were the cows, they, they were a big shot, weren't they? What, what, they? what were they paying? Four bucks? Yeah, jump about four dollars forty. Yeah, so that would yeah, be price. So four forty. The cows. The Souths thirteen plus would have. Gone at what? 375. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So another another big price there. So maybe that um hopefully the punters got involved uh, with a bit of that sort of stuff as well. And uh and then the Titans, you would have collected on that one as well. Yep. So uh, they jumped about 280 head to head as well. So it turned around late Saturday night. I was probably soul searching a bit as you do when you've had a series of losing bets mug, but Sunday sort of turned around and so you're back relatively content with life. Yeah, good mate. And uh, and for yourself, Mother? Yeah, much the same. Um, probably better off in the league this weekend. So it started off on the first game on the Friday, like Canberra. I think it was a dollar sixty come time of the potty. Uh, that shortened quite a bit come match time. Um, next one, Manly, no good. They just didn't turn up in the well for most of the match. Uh, Trebojevic names, but probably fair to say he played well within himself. Uh, just quite didn't turn up that day. Uh, yeah, the Sharks as well. I've lined up with Pope on that one. No good there either. Um, and what was the next one? Storm. Storm, I think I had a bit of an edge on yeah. um, as well. And yeah, sounds too good that day. Uh, but like Pope came home strong on the Sunday, I was on uh, West as, as have been for quite a while now. So they got the chocolates against the George. And then, yeah, North Queensland as well we lined up on. So, uh, yeah, a couple of nice sort of outsiders there to to clean up on the um, on the Sunday and then across to the AFL. Uh, yeah, started off on the Blues, no good there. Um, Adelaide, I think I was keenest on them as the phrase went last week. Um, no good on the uh, head-to-head, obviously, but just covered, uh, I think, by a couple of points there. Um, and then looking forward, uh, had a play on Sydney at the time, no good against the Pies. And then North I liked as well. Um, and I think I, I said, yeah, more heavily involved on the plus than the head-to-head. So I got that one home at least at the end there. Yeah, okay, nice, uh, Modler. And um, for myself, uh, Modler, I was only really putting up the pies. And, um, yeah, it just seems um, – and I'm sorry for this, Modler, but we – I keep getting you on the pies. We, we <laughs> to be disagreeing on that one, and that's that's the one that, um, that, that um, me and Statsman uh, have – have sort of gone against you and got that one. Um, and that was really the only one that I had last week. So hopefully uh, there might be a couple more that myself and Statsman can get up for the uh, for the listeners uh, this week. And uh, I know, Statsman, we didn't have a set from yourself, but um, was there anything that you wanted to talk through um, from your own betting from the weekend that um, was either good or bad? 
I might um I might just do a quick outright position recap from from what we've backed so far, um, which which is probably a good time to do it. So I think um the the flag bets we've had have gone quite well. I know Richmond was one that that have gone out since, but everyone else I think we backed the uh, I tipped up the dogs at fifties who are in a twenty five, and uh, Melbourne and Melbourne preseason, but also. Um, a few weeks ago at about 6.50 and Collingwood at about 6.50 a few weeks ago as well. So they've all shortened up, which is nice. And minor prem, we're on the Ds and the Lions from preseason at about eight bucks who are, who are thereabouts too. Um, so those are going well. Obviously, we sort of, like I, I misread Collingwood. I thought they would drop off, but we've not not really been stung by that. We didn't take them on at all and we've actually backed them for the flag. So um that sort of turned around and then Richmond is probably the other misread, which, you know, we've, we've missed out there, but I think overall outrights have trended really well. Um, and the other one was Bont for the Brownlow. We backed pre-season two uh, at around, I think it was about 12 bucks at the time. And he's, he's into 550 or so. So um, yeah, it's been, I, I, I didn't really bet much myself last week. I think I had one or two and split them, but um, but I was sort of monitoring the outright situation on oh, North for, for lease wins was the other one um, that we tipped up at 15. And I think they're into about four bucks. So a few good cheers, hopefully, yeah, get a couple of those up and um, yeah, outright's not going too badly. Season wins we tipped up too, and I'll have to check that because I'm not sure how those are tracking, to be honest. I think um, the one that might be costing us in the season wins, uh, set, well, I know it's costing me is how well the saints are going. Um, that's probably the one that's, uh, I know it's tripping me up um, with uh, with those ones. Um, and, mate, just uh, while, while we're talking that um, future stuff, is there something that's great? Like, you know, if, you, if you're coming into the market new now, how, how would you come in at it? Yeah, I'm actually looking. So um, currently in the flag, and uh, one of the prices that I think, um, I don't know if I'm backing it now just because of the, the injury situation, but it's Geelong. I think they're now I've got them top rated. They haven't given too much of a start away. Like the comp's proven to be pretty even, so they're thereabouts on the ladder. Uh, and I just think like when they've got their full team on the park, they seem a bit more like Melbourne for me, even though they've shortened them and we're on them, they're not playing as well as I probably hoped they would. And part of that, they've said they want to peak later. So I don't I don't mind them not being sort of all guns blazing. But I think Geelong are, yeah, just probably looking at the price, they're 570, Brisbane at 620. I'd much rather be on the cats that are around the same price than the lions um, with the grand final at the G it's just such a big barrier for Brisbane. Um, so yeah, like I'm probably waiting, like there's a chance Richmond could knock the cats off without danger and half their premiership team missing. Um, and that might be the case for a couple more weeks. So I don't know if I'm rushing into it now, but um, yeah, I reckon the cats is probably the one that I'm, that I'm looking at there. The other one for me, I know Mug, you're not necessarily on board is, is the dog still, uh, I just, yeah, like they do have a lot of quality in their team. And I, I sort of made the case, we're talking about it last week, that um, they played in the granny two years ago and were the dominant team for half the year. Last year, you know, not not too good, but they've probably improved their list. Like Tim English has improved a lot. Bont's flying. Rory Lobb gives them a bit more up forward. Norton's a better player than he was. So, Jamara's like, going, going, going pretty good. Jamara, yeah, that's a good shout as well. So, yeah, when you add that in, um, I think... Yeah, for me, that 27s, it's not a bad spec. And they're also, like, I backed them for the top four. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't on the potty that week, but $8 recently because I think, yeah, they could get a roll on. I wouldn't be backing them at short odds. I don't think they're, they're a lock to go well. But, um, yeah, dogs and cats are the, are the two for me at the moment. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you for that. That's been always great to get your insight, uh, especially on that future stuff, because I know that's um, of real interest uh, to you. Uh, boys, just quickly, um, some bad beats over in the AFL. Uh, the lads have come to us. Um, I think the resounding sort of feedback um, from the weekend was expected scoring. Um Port Adelaide uh, should have kicked a thousand points uh, more than Essendon uh, and uh, only what one by six chasing a line of about 12 or 13. So if you're a uh, Port linebacker, that would have been a real heavy watch just uh, trying to get through that game and uh, and you didn't get the, the chocolates and probably the same thing for the Saints too. Uh, I know we had a, a couple of the, uh, the listeners, uh, Scotty Mack, 
Um, Bob, 29, 305, uh, were really hurting with the inaccuracy of, of the Saints. So uh, so they were chasing that line cover and didn't quite get it, unfortunately, for the boys. Uh, Wean Dog had a pretty big throw at the stumps. He loves a multi-Wean Dog. I, I'd like to see his... Uh, I'd like to see his slips for the weekend. I reckon he's having a lot of these, and I reckon he probably jags one every now and again too. Uh, $46 shot, and he's had a cheeky little 25 bucks on it, um, and he needed Zerha. He missed out with uh, Zerha with two goals, kicked zero goals, three, and a couple of those for Zerha I think were pretty easy uh, too. So poor old Wean Dog uh, misses his $46 shot there, uh, which is a little bit, un well, he didn't. He didn't even put one through the big. Is that bad beat? Yeah. That's man. Or I, just... I I would say so. Like I was watching Zerha, um, missing those, and it, it was probably the like you could cop the miss, but he was just shanking them like he'd never kicked a footy before, which I think it just adds salt to the wound when you when you've packed any time and the bloke's forgotten how to kick a footy. So, yeah, yeah. definitely a bad beat. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. And boys, what about in the rugby league? Nothing really stands out to me. Margo, let Mother chime in if he's got any views. The, the one that might be a hard done by as opposed to a bad beat might be the Warriors, if you believe their major sponsor, that they um, don't get the rub of the green too often, as he went to Twitter with the other day, questioning integrity of the officiating Ooh. bit. So the, the plus 10.5 there, considering they had two players sent to the bin, I, I don't know a complete bad beat, but, yeah, they they didn't get the rub of the green is probably the politically correct way of putting it, Mark, in that game. Geez, I wonder, can you get away with that in the AFL stats, man? If you're a major sponsor, can you come out and give someone a real whack at the AFL or do you still get fined for that? You definitely get it. Please explain whatever that means. Um, <laughs> I don't know. don't know if it's uh, fine worthy or not. It's a bad angle though, is it? Don't The coach or the president, you don't say it. Get the get the major sponsor to uh, pipe up. Uh, that's, that's, that's maybe not bad thinking. I don't know if the NRL would be smart enough of how to penalise that. Um, but uh, there we go. Boys, are we ready to talk some games? We most certainly are, Mark. All right, Pope. Do you want to serve them up to us and uh, we'll do our best to uh, to work our way through and see if we can't find a few bets? Yeah, let's do it, Mug. First game of the weekend is Friday night and uh, powerhouse, two powerhouses of recent times, Tigers and the Cats. Katsu doll 32 and 19 and a half point favorites. Take it away, Mug. After last week, Pope, I was starting to think, oh, geez, is, is my is my shtick up? Is my game up here? Is, uh, the, the bookies have gotten onto the prices. You know, there's there's no more no more juice in the lemon. For the rest of the year, it's going to be hard yards. And then I opened up 365 and saw 26.5 and thought, oh my goodness, that's uh that number is too big uh for uh for the Tigers. Um so was happy to uh, put a little bit of that out for the um, for the subscribers to say that the Tigers number is too big. Pope, before we have team movement, I'm at 18 on that one. And then you've still got to factor in Dangerfield, uh, Close, um, Cochin coming back. Um, question mark on Guthrie. Model will talk to that in a moment whether he can come back, but I think he's I think his toes just about stuffed. I don't know if he he'll be uh, coming back in anytime soon. So. Um, Choose your number there, Pope. I think that could get down to mid-teens. Uh, um, that um, that number, or maybe even a little bit lower, once teams get get announced and the models fire up and uh, and ever and the world realizes Danger's not going to be playing. So I think that number should be a little bit lower. I think it's bettable at the number. Always hard to tip up a number when it's better before, but um, I think if you got to be anywhere here, Pope, you got to be on the Tigers, not piling in, but. Um, but at the current uh, number, you got to be on the Tiger side. Strong start. Good analysis, Mug. Modler, how are you seeing this one? Yeah, we're going to line up straight off here. I've, uh, it's probably the biggest edge I've had for the year. I've I'm, I'm got this real close to even money. I've got the Tigers about 210 there. Um, I've looked into the numbers and just sort of have to trust the model. And all I can think of is it, it just thought Statsman would be a customary laid out and would fly the flag for the Tigers uh, this week. But no, it's um, yeah, it's it's really lumping for them there. So um, yeah, I've got danger out, uh, close out, um, Cochin in, um, all those you mentioned. I'm not sure about Guthrie. I haven't heard anything about him, but just the couple of sites that I've checked. But um, yeah, uh, it's a big play for me on uh, on the Tigers this week. This will be music to Statsman. It is notoriously rates the Tigers very highly. So I'll let you finish it off here, Statsman. 
Well, I'm actually not uh, not rating the Tigers highly anymore. I've, I've definitely there was there was one of the I think it was the Gold Coast loss where I re-rated pretty heavily, and I wasn't impressed last week against West Coast. Like they were in the game for three quarters and got blown away late, but the margin flattered <laughs> Richmond. So. In saying that, I do also like the Tigers here. Um, I wanted to not like them because of how badly they're playing, but as uh, as Mug said, like the, there's just no way you can get it to that number. Um, and as as bad as Richmond have been playing, you know they've still lost only by 14 points to Collingwood, 18 to Melbourne. Um, they were, took it to the Dogs, so against pretty good opposition, they've gone all right. They've they've just gone bad against bad opposition. So. Yeah, um, I, I make it about 16. Um, but in saying that, it's it's I think it's a margins play as well. Not not big margins, but a bit of 25 plus at eight dollars I think is around and things like that. Where yeah, it could be you know critical mass for the Cats and Dangerfield was huge for them last week. Um, carried them in that first half. So yeah, it's he's a big out for them for sure. Yeah, he's most um, stats man. Like you know, he's he's not going to be the same player he was when he won his Brownlow, but. Um... But the way that he's putting that team on his back at the moment sort of almost feels like that. Um, so I, I think, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, Fife and um, and you were talking about Turbo in the NRL and and their impact on games. Well, a few years ago, Danger was that player. You know, he was that six-point, maybe more, maybe seven-point player. Um, and, um, and you would sort of think, oh, he's not that anymore but sort of almost his importance to Geelong almost has been that recently. So um, yeah, it's an interesting one about how the market uh, values him. And I, I don't think the market is actually valuing him strong enough here, uh, which is, which is interesting. Completely agree. It's, it's a resurgence. I think in the last year or two, he probably hasn't been that big player, but he, but he's back, he's back playing close to his best. So yeah, completely agree. He's probably had to be stats man, you know, like Guthrie for that first couple of weeks was really quiet. Um, Parfit, you know, I don't know what he's done. He's not fit or he's not in the team, whatever. I think Menegola has been injured. Atkins hasn't really gotten going. So, you know, obviously Selwood's not there to come in and, and lead the way and, and, and sort of inspire the team. So, you know, he sort of ha- has had to really roll up the sleeves and get going probably earlier than he'd like to in a season. And it's maybe, you could argue that that's cost him his hamstring that he's had to fire up and, and be that sort of player. So yeah, it's interesting. In unison to start the podcast. Fantastic fellas. Uh, Friday night double header. We have this week mug. We head over to Perth later on Friday night and the Eagles are 21 and a half point underdogs, $3 40 sons dollar 29. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm really sold on the concept yet, Pope. You know, as you know, the mug uh, likes his uh, to get to bed uh, at a decent time, and this definitely doesn't support that at all. And uh, especially, you know what it's like if you've had a bet. It's hard to walk away and and put the head down on the pillow. You sort of almost have to see it out. Don't know if I can find a bet here. Um, yeah, I, I I'd actually. Before before ins and outs, I actually don't have um, the Suns as strong a, a favourite as what the market does, but um, got really burnt going against um, or, or backing with the Eagles <laughs> against the Blues <laughs> the other day. And um, but I see the Eagles are probably going to miss Oscar Allen potentially. Maybe Modler can uh, confirm that. Um, that young Cully looks like he's out. Whether he's a you know market mover, but it's critical mass stats, man. They've just lost so many. They can't really afford to lose any many more, and I don't know. Suns are going pretty well. Uh, I'll probably just stay out. That's me. Uh, not not a big enough number for me. I've got it twenty seven. I've backed the Suns. Um, yeah, I think all all those factors like West Coast, but like Richmond were have been bad and were bad for three quarters and still beat them by forty points and were pretty pretty bad against um, Gold Coast in Melbourne the week before. I know I know the um, sort of paper scissors Rockman method doesn't really work sometimes comparing teams, but West Coast covering 21 against anyone at the moment doesn't look likely. And as you said, Gold Coast going pretty well. If there's no Oscar Allen, um, I wasn't aware of that. That's even that that's six points or, or close to it. Like he, he is carrying them um, up forward and yeah, they lose him. They lose the ability to score almost. So um, yeah, definitely on the Suns, especially uh, if he's out, it'll be, I'll be going again for sure. Probably got a bit of a tiebreaker here for your mother. Which way are you leaning? Yeah, I'm going to uh, 
prior to hearing the Oscar Allen news, I had a lean for West Coast. I've got them 260 against the 340, <coughs> excuse me, 340 uh, there at the moment. There was a chance Weller and Holman uh, came out, come into the sun side. I think Weller's now been ruled out. Holman's still a chance. Um, Again. Depending on the moving parts, I'd probably still have a half play on uh, West Coast um, with a with an Oscar Allen watch as the week goes on. I'll stick with you here, Mother, and we've got identical odds in Swans v Dockers Saturday afternoon. Swans dollar twenty nine and twenty one and a half point favourites. Yeah, not much on offer for me here. I've got five coming in for free. I think it was a sub last week, and yep. uh, likely he comes into the the full 22 i guess um i've got free right on 335 so pretty much on the market there i'm not gonna uh, bother with that one for now stats men yeah. in this game Nah, no, no bet for me. Um, i did have sydney some early multis and, and wanted i thought i'd probably make it more of a bet um but yeah i, I don't quite can you find anything here Monk? Yeah, I think Schultz, uh, question mark here, Pope. So um, he hurt his shoulder on the weekend. Um, I think he played on, but um, I, I, I'd be interested to know if he's pulled up sore or, or if he's going to play. I'm sure he'll he'll play um, sore or jabbed up. I actually probably can find a little edge here, um, Pope. I, I think, you know, it's as we've spoken about, when you go across the country, it's a big, big trip and um, – Frio, uh, I think, you know, this is sometimes where you get into the emotional side of football. Um, and, and again, some people say that this stuff is rubbish, but, um, but I think, you know, for someone, you know, if you, if you play sport at some sort of level, this can happen where you're searching for that win, you're searching for that win, you have that win. And it's like, oh, and, and then a bit of pressure gets let out and almost Sydney are almost, uh, internally combusting the other way. Like they're, they're, again, they're going to be so wound up and so ferocious. And uh, I just think that, um, I think they're just going to hit Fremantle with something that they're not going to be ready for. And I, I could probably see a small uh, small play on the Swans here. Yeah, no, so probably not the way I was expecting you to go there, Mug, but uh like to be surprised. Uh, just just looping back in there, Oscar Allen. I've just had a search on Twitter. Are you sure he's in Diada? That was um, I just scanned through all of the match reports on um, on Sunday night. Um, stats Ben and uh, and his name um, came up. And and during the game, I was watching as well. He had some issues with his knee as well. So just probably just keep a bit of an eye on that one. And and I know. He's had a bit of injury trouble, and I think probably the state of the West Coast Eagles. I don't think they want to be taking risks with like guys like Oscar Allen. So, um, yeah, I think we just need to keep a bit of a watch on that one. Sure. Uh, so that's me. I'll go to you first here. North are taking on Port down in Hobart, and they are four or 60 outsiders. 30 and a half is the line. And while you answer, I want you to tell me, is there any hungry advantage for North here? There is um, for me, and it's probably it's not necessarily a blanket home ground advantage that I would apply. But I think at a ground like that, um, big margins to often. Um, not, I don't have data to support this, but a dominant team tends to dominate less from from what I see at suburban type grounds where there's stronger winds and things like that. It kind of neutralizes any big gaps. So um, similar to Mug's logic, I'll. I'll Try and summarise in a, in less than the five minute um, monologue for the last game, but but um, but the the twenty nine and a half like is what I make it. Sorry, but I, I could be I could be lower, and it's the same logic that I think Port while getting wins and and you know they could have smashed Essendon, but they're the kind of team that can just throw it away in a game. And, and North on the other side, like you know they've been pumped for four or five weeks and they were competitive and kept it low scoring against the Saints. I could see them doing that again to Port um, and just being down in Tassie, maybe having a bit more of an advantage. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe a bit of a half bet on, on North and even again, head to head. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not fully sold. So it's not a, it's definitely not something I'm putting up as a, as a big bet, but uh, yeah, a little half stake, probably more on the head to head or alternate lines getting um, bigger prices is, is how I'd play that one. Yep, makes sense. Modler, how are you viewing this one? Yeah, no bet for me at the moment. Um, I think there's a chance 
Bunners might miss for Port. Um, I'm right on the money, right on the uh, North's price at the moment. So if Butters does miss, I could be enticed to do a bet on North, but at this stage, uh, I'll just wait and see. Mug, how are you seeing it? Yeah, Willie, I'm going to come out of that side, and I, I, I really rate Willie. I, I love him. I think he's such a such a creative um, player, and he's worth something. And um, I, yeah, probably a, a bit the same as Statsman. It was interesting, Clarko in his press conference, um, you know, talking about, oh, we came up against really good opposition today, and we needed to just stay in the game. We needed to just show that we can defend. And we, so that mindset is there for North. They know they're coming up against good teams and they know that they just can't get pumped by 90 points. So they're actually doing things in the game to stop that scoring. So um, yeah, I, you, you're a brave man, you know, sort of plowing into a, into a big minus down in Bell Reeve against North Melbourne, I think. Um, uh, so not for me, Pope, I'll leave me out of that. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, your beloved Hawks mug are taking on the Demons Twilight on Saturday at the G. They're seven dollars at heading forty-one and a half point outside of Sith. I tell you, Pope, if we could play more than two and a half quarters of football, I'd take on the head-to-head here. And Statsman, um, Statsman might actually um, support this and say that he is taking on the head-to-head. It might even be a almost a head-to-head half-time play, um, perhaps in the first half. Uh, we could probably get half the odds or just slightly under for that. Pope, I don't know what the exact price is. Um, I don't mind the idea of the Hawks here, Pope. Um, it's not a big bet for me, um, but I, I'm, I'll just have a little uh, half unit unit on the line at 42 and a half, I think was sneaking around a little bit early. I've taken some of that myself. Um, just think the Hawks, even though they got beat badly on the weekend, they'll get Bruce uh, back. And um, yeah, I, I, there's not a lot to be gained from Melbourne absolutely building us. And we actually, we were probably, we're almost in a worse spot at the same time last year against Melbourne and really ran them close. Um, we had that tactic on um, on Langdon on the wing uh, with McGuinness and um, really disrupted their play and um, ran them pretty close uh, for a fair bit of that game. So happy to be on the really big line here for the Hawks. Yep. Thanks, Mug. Uh, Mother, how are you saying it? Yeah, similar to the last game, I'm right on the outside of here. I've got uh, the Hawks at seven bucks, a bunch of ins and outs of both sides, um, but no play for me at the moment. Statsman, can you follow the logic that Mug outlined there? Yeah, probably on the on the first half is um, is a good shout. I I'm as I said, I'm not that impressed with how Melbourne are playing. My numbers are right on the market though, um, but yeah, I definitely definitely couldn't be back in the minus so. Um, no bet for me, but yeah, I don't mind Mark's logic. Yeah. Um, Mother, we'll let you throw the first pitch here. The Lions are taking on the Bombers Saturday night and the line is 25 and a half points here. Lions favourites. Any lean here? Yeah, I'm going to uh, lump for the Bombers here. The model's got them at 3.10, so into the uh, $4. Uh, that's a play for me, I think. Um Zorko, Zorko has ruled himself a chance to play. I think Fagan's come out and said him and Rich are missing a couple of weeks, but Zorko walked off the track and said he's good to go. So depending on who you believe there, that uh, that price might move a bit. But um, at this stage, yeah, liking the Bombers at the price. Mark Bombers lost three in a row off the top of my head here. How are you viewing this one? Uh, they're, the, they're the best bad team in it at the moment. They've, they've been... Um, they've been okay uh, in, in patches, the Bombers. I mean, they, what were they, five goals up against Collingwood. Um, they're um, beat Melbourne. Um, you know, we're in that game against Port up to the next now, whether they should be because of the expected score. Um, but I, I think they have, and I mean, even against the Cats, it was only, they just had no answer for Hawkins, uh, really. Um you know, they what did they finish there? 26 points, 28 points or something. So they didn't disgrace themselves uh, in the end. I think 27 had opened up at Pope. I think that was a really, I think that was a big start. And I think the 25 is still too big. So if you're betting here somewhere, I think you got to be on the Bombers. Can we get three-way unison on this statement? I really wanted to be on Brisbane. I can't at the price, but uh, I won't be backing the Bombers. So no bet for me. Short but sharp, Statsman, I'll stay with you here. Dogs and Carlton playing Saturday night. And easy one, this is Pigham. 
Yeah, it uh, it ties in with um, probably what I was saying before about outrights. I like the dogs. Um, I think Trelaw might be out. Um, even still, I've got them four and a half point favourites. Carlton have not been playing very well. The dogs, I think, have been playing pretty well. Um, so yeah, for me, dogs dogs like Fabs is the right price. So I have backed the dogs. A little bit of an edge there from the stats man. Mug, uh, how you seen this one? Carlton under the pump a little bit this week. Yes. And sorry, Mug, where's that? Um, I'm Mug. Sorry, Pope, where's that um, line sitting at the moment? Pick him. Pick him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man, I, I, yeah. I'm the same. I'd, I'd be um, I'd be with um, I'd be with the dogs here. Before Trelaw, I marked it uh, five points, uh, favorite to the dogs. And uh, you probably just pull that back a couple of points. So, yeah, so three, you know, th- three, two and a half point, three, three point advantage, um, and just just the form lines. You know, the dogs, dogs going good, and um, Carlton. I think I've shared my thoughts on Carlton plenty of times. Um, so yeah, happy, happy to um, happy to be on the dogs as well here. Consensus alignment, unison, whatever you want to call it, mother. Can we find it here? Not quite. I've got the Bulldogs right on the market. I've got them at about a dollar ninety. So at this stage, uh, no play. Yeah, Trelaw out. Um, yeah, sort of makes that difference for me. Uh, so not quite on the doggies. But um, overall, Mother, uh, sorry, Mug and Statsman both with healthy leans to the dogs there. Uh, Mug, I'll start with you here. Crows take on the Saints. Mouth-watering clash, probably, Sunday afternoon in Adelaide. Crows are six-and-a-half-point favourites, $1.65, and the Saints at $2.16. Pretty close to it, Pope. I was at minus three, um, but they they lose the young boy, Murray, uh, who's been an important player for them. Um, so, you know, he probably ticks it, uh, ticks it a little bit. Um, can I come back at the Saints? Don't know if I can. Crows are going pretty well. Probably my number probably says I should be with the Saints here, Pope, but don't know if I can pull the trigger into states. Uh Crows, Crows, Crows going pretty good. So I think you just have to pass. Uh, I'll, I'll jump in there, Pope, if you don't mind, because I have the exact same situation. Um, Max King may be in, although Ross. Ross was playing a bit funny buggers with his uh, commentary after the game. I think I like Ross saying hi, you know, Max, like every other player, do we have room for him in the team? Blah, blah, blah. He's walking straight in when he's fit. So uh, yeah, whether he plays like whether this is the week, I'm not sure. So if he is playing, I've got Saints a slight bet, but I, I don't think I can like they've, yeah, they, they feel like they could have a down week some stage soon. I think the Saints, the way they play uh, and yeah, Adelaide at home. is just, yeah. No bet for me. Can you find anything here, Modler? Yeah, this is one of the ones sort of before I ran the model, I'd really sort of in my head liked Saints at the price being uh, being underdogs. But un- unfortunately for my head, I guess the model's gone for the pros here. It's got them at about $1.55. Um, so a decent play uh, into the $1.65 at Toppy. Um, I've plugged King in. So to Statsman's point, if he, if he does come out a bit of upside there as well. That is a healthy edge you had there, Mother. And I'll let you take the opening salvo here as well. Mother Pies v Giants, last game of the round, Sunday evening. Pies are 33 and a half point favourites, doll 13. And the Giants are $5.50 head to head. Uh, yeah, at the price, I've, I've plugged uh, Toby Green back in. Uh, and at the price, I'm liking GWS. So I've got them $4.50. Uh, so a slight edge into the, I guess, uh, into the 550 there, more keen on the plus than the, the head to head. But um, yeah, on the on the proviso that, that Green is in, so I might wait for Thursday to see what happens there. Is this the right number in this game, Mark? Uh, no, I don't think so. And um, <laughs> I've got my number slightly higher and um, just on its own, probably not enough to be. I, I, I came in at 37 as a starter and um, 
I think the trick is here is some of the obnoxious ones male and um, and you boys would uh, potentially be aware of some mail that came through on the weekend, but we have a, uh, a GWS insider and he's called the obnoxious one. And he gives us a little tip up every now and again about how some of the players are going. And uh, he has mentioned to us, just uh, don't tell anyone about the 500 listeners that listen to this uh, podcast, but Toby will be named, uh, but he's no certainty to play. So uh, I think the play is here is uh, just keep your powder dry, wait till he's named, watch that market move a little bit. And then my number is still bigger than the current market. So I'm probably happy to have a bet on the pies when he's named and then just hope like hell that um, he doesn't come up. Um, My number is still still bigger anyway, so I'll be still on something, but I think there's upside um, based on that information. Statsman, among other questions here I have for you is how much is Toby worth and obviously who you like here? Yeah, it's a tricky one with Toby. Um, he, to me, he was worth a lot a, a couple of years ago. I know he's kicked goals this year. I haven't, I probably haven't seen enough of them to know if he's playing at the best level he can. But um, when he's at his best, I have him close to that sort of six-point mark. I think he's really crucial. Whether he's there now, I'm not 100% sure. I, gave, I, was, I have him worth about four, but I'm not. I'm not confident in that at the moment. Uh, do I have a bet here? Like, again, similar to Mark, my number's probably a bit bigger, but I think teams are working out how to nullify the Pies' uh, ball movement a little bit or defence through quick ball movement. Like Sydney, in that first three quarters, were really running, carrying through the lines and, and not just kicking it to their outnumber. So I think the template is there. I don't think that's enough to be like the Pies are easy beats now, but I think teams are working out how not to get smashed by them at least. So... Whether GWS implement that, I'm not sure, but uh, I don't think I can be backing a big minus um, given what I've seen there. Great. Thanks, that's been, uh, That's all the games. I'll let the three learned gentlemen summarise in a second. What I have is three you like Richmond in Friday night. We'll have some sort of edge there, caveat being um, how the teams are named on Thursday night. And the other one is both the mug and Statsman liking the dogs against the blues at Pickham. Um, I'll leave it to you three to talk through that. Yeah. And I think myself and Modler had a lean to Essendon at the price and, um, and I'm happy to take on the swans um, at the number currently um, Pope. And, um, and yeah, there's a bit uh, just a bit of that market sort of, or, or I guess that teams watch on um, GWS see see that Toby gets named, and then I'm happy to have a little uh, bet there. And I think I said the Hawks too, didn't I? Um, just going back to that too, Pope. Like with, and and it's important to note when we talk about um, these prices, we're talking about at the current prices. So I think Statsman said it before, like at the current price would probably have to be on Essendon, but he actually wants to bring it be on Brisbane. I actually. I actually want to be on Brisbane and Geelong myself, um, but the price has to move. If that price does move, I could probably find myself going back the other way and potentially going back even harder than what I've already gone on the plus as well. So I guess what we're talking about, or what I'm talking about anyway, is at these current prices, I prefer the Richmond side. At the current price, I prefer the Brisbane side, uh, the Essendon side, but if that movement change, and I actually think in both these games, we actually do get a bit more movement. So uh, I'll be just watching to uh, to see where that ends up. Um, and, and I may even go back the other way on some of those bets as well. So I just wanted to, I guess, put a little um, caveat in there too. I'll, I'll, I'll let the punters know on Twitter, if you like, um, if I'm if I'm having a bet back the other way. Any other context, Statsman or Modler, that you'd like to add? No, I think the other two I had were uh, West Coast with a watch on Allen and the Crows as well. Yeah, and for me it was um, the Suns and a half bet on North, probably alternate lines or head-to-head. Nine and a half out of ten, fellas. Really strong. I think there's a fair bit of meat on that bone, Poe. I think you just about find a bet in every single game if you, uh, if you, if you took that apart. There was actually, sorry, we, we forgot to touch on the goal scorer um, angle mug, so I might just get onto that now. Um, yeah, we were just chatting before. One for Richmond, who I obviously support and watch closely. Uh, Marlon Pickett's been starting and playing a lot forward lately, and 
I think there's some good prices around uh, any time goal at about two twenty-five, and then uh, two or more you can get around eight dollars as well. So I think they're both pretty good bets. I was on him at five dollars last week. I'll be I'll be it against West Coast, not Geelong, but uh, yeah, I think yeah that eight dollar price, and, and you could probably play the alternates and hope for the um, jackpot. But definitely the one and two are, are where the value is there for me. Nice one, Statsman. All right, boys. Well, uh, we've had a pretty big AFL chat there. Uh, let's switch uh, gears and get over and talk some NRL. And, uh, and fellas, let's get uh, straight into it. We're back to Thursday night football. Uh, a welcome return for that. And it's our storm on the bounce uh, trying to take on, well, they are taking on the Broncos. They're not trying to take on the Broncos, but they're trying to beat them, Pope. They're $1.70 favorite. They're two fifteen away from home. The Bronx, two and a half the line. How do we see it? Intriguing is probably the first word that comes to mind here. The, the really interesting part of this game, Mug, is Broncos haven't played a genuine away game since round one. Mm. I should say they haven't left Queensland to play a genuine away game since round one. So, how they travel here will be really interesting. And as a result, we don't know everything you'd expect to know in round 11. I make this three and a half, which doesn't seem like much of an edge, but that considered with the home ground advantage as a result of Broncos not having to get on a plane too often, I think if storms start well and they'll have a bit of motivation, they were poor last week and they want to prove themselves. So um, Similar to the angle stats being sort of enunciated with AFL, even though I've only got the line slightly in Storm's favour, I think the upside is with the Storm, though, if it um, does go their way here down in Melbourne. So I can have a bit of 13 plus um, and also back in the minus two and a half here. Yeah, nice, Pope. Okay, great way to get us started. And I'm sure the Melbourne listeners will be buoyed uh, to hear that, to be able to cheer their team. Modler, can we line up? Yeah, we can. Uh, model's going to lump for the storm here. I've got them about a dollar sixty. So uh, yeah, that's enough for a full stake for me. Into that dollar seventy, uh, obviously play it how you would like with the you know between the head and head and minus if you want to get involved in margins for a smaller stake as well. Um, but yeah, keen on the storm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, that's great. First up, fellas, really excited to hear that, and uh, that makes the Thursday night all the more enjoyable. Cheering home our storm with a bet uh, behind them as well. So, looking forward to that, uh, boys. Um, next game on the Friday nights, the early game, uh, Canterbury Bulldogs, and um, I know Pope, you've had a liking to both these so- uh, sides at different times um, so far in recent times. Um, Bulldogs, $2 here at Accor Stadium. Um, the Warriors, $1.80 back the other way. Just the one and a half separating them um, the, here on the spread. Um, what do we see, Pope? Yeah, do- Dogs have turned up a little bit this afternoon, Mark, on the back of Car being named. I found them hard to separate. This is really tricky match for me. I've got this plus two and a half. So based on that, I have to go with the numbers and have a slight edge to the Warriors, but um, I'm far from convinced with what my numbers have produced here. It's fair few moving parts around players in, in and out, and, and both teams have their positives and they have their negatives that have made this a really tricky one to price up for myself. Um, having said all that, as I say, two and a half is a slight edge to the Warriors for me here. Warriors. Okay. And uh, interested to hear, Modler, how the model uh, likes the idea of Addo Carr back in the, uh, in the team. What do you see? Yeah, this is one of the uh, one of the ones that Pope likes where I've got the prices flipped from the market. I've got um, Canterbury dollar ninety favourites via the model. They were a bit higher when teams were originally announced two ten. Yeah, that's trimmed into even money now, but uh, probably enough for a half stake. I'd say at the two ten, I would have had a full stake, but now that they're coming to, to two dollars, I'll, I'll have a half stake on the Bulldogs there. Okay, so Modler's with the Dogs. Um, the Pope is with the Storm. So. Uh, opposing uh, each other there. Um, we'll roll to the next game. And what a juicy one this looks like, boys. Um, the uh, the strong uh, Penrith Panthers, $1.48, are hosting uh, the Roosters, who um, lost badly on the weekend, I think, boys. So be interesting to see if they can back it up here and, and get back on the list. That 265 the wrong way says they can't, and five and a half the line. So, um, Modler, I'll throw to you first in this one. Uh, do the Panthers get it done at home, or can the Roosters bounce back? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have a play in this one. I've got uh, Penrith $1.50 
five-ish and, and the Roosters about 290 the other way. So no play at those prices at top at the moment. And uh, the mere fact we're talking about this game tells me, Pope, you do have a read on this game. How do you see it? I do, Mug. Roosters are a little bit of the Carlton of the NRL this week. They were very poor Sunday and have been under the pump a little bit. Now, they're probably underperforming through 10 rounds. So I think you'll get a reaction out of them. However, I don't think it's going to be enough. I think the minus five and a half is really attractive for Penrith. They're not the team they were the last three years. However, they're still only conceding 13 points a game. So their issue is scoring, but... If they keep the Roosters to 12 here, I think they score enough to cover five and a half. So I like the Panthers. On the Panthers uh, at the line. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Pope, in home territory. So that's uh, that's a great one for the listeners of the podcast. Um, I actually had some uh, uh, feedback, actually, from a, a friend of mine, how many uh, he says really rates the Pope's work on the NRL. So um, so there you go, Pope. A uh, little, little tip up for you there. Um Clearly a very smart operator. That's a person joining He's a good man. Big Carlton man too, how many? Um, all righty. Um, South versus the Modelers Tigers. We're going to skip over. No uh, conversation there. And um, we're not going to uh, – we'll talk to the Cowboys and St. George, I think, boys. Are we happy to go there? We are, yeah. Okay. Uh, Cowboys um, – Back at home, so they trip back up the road. Dollar forty-seven. The cows hosting St George two seventy. I watched a bit of the uh, the St George Illawarra Dragons, and they're a bit stinky, aren't they? Uh, six and a half the line, Pope. I think Cowboys got a bit of momentum back. Can they keep it going? I don't think so, Mark. I think this is a classic overreaction. One swallow doesn't make a summer. I think this is. I think this is too many at six and a half. Um, a few things went their way on Sunday afternoon. Number one, the conditions help them against the Roosters. So they're not going too well, um, and everyone gets up performance. I think I think six and a half is a great spot for the Dragons here. I've got this about three. It's Ben Hunt's 300th, so I think there'll be some motivation there for them. And they haven't been quite as bad as been made out. I think they've lost five in a row, but the cumulative total of those losses is 13 points. So they've been in games. I really like the Dragons here. Um 13 plus too. Give me a bit of 13 plus on Dragons. Really? Okay. You, I can hear a bit of buoyancy in your voice there, Pope. Is this like a, a two unit, two, three unit job for yourself or? At, at the plus it is. And then um, invest around that. But I think, I, I think head to head 13 plus, I think it's well worth a play here. Dragons there. They've got some issues around where their coach keeps his job, but I think there's the motivation will be there in this one in their captain's 300th and, I can't get this anywhere near six and a half. That's uh, exciting to hear you speak like that. Hope Modler, um, can we hear some similar words from yourself? Oh, I wish we could after Pope's, uh, Pope's speech there, but unfortunately I'm going back the other way. I've got oh, got the Cowboys at $1.40. So, um, yeah, not quite as uh, quite as keen on the Cowboys as Pope is on the Dragons, but um, enough for a half stake for me. Oh. Uh, probably... Take the minus over the head ahead of that price point. Okay, so uh, opposing uh, the Pope slightly there, uh, which is a shame, but uh, the Pope was pretty fired up then. Uh, it seems. Pope, question for you: How does yeah. the rugby world see Ben Hunt? Like, is he seen as a like a really like a great player, or is is he a bit maligned? Or what's what's the thoughts on him? Historically maligned, he went to the Dragons on a really big contract from Broncos, and at the time was viewed overs. However, in the last 18 months, that shifted to be one of the top 10 players of the comp. He's working Origins. He was amazing really in Origin watched. last year, wasn't he? Yep, he's got a, a player of the match in Origin. He's been he was really instrumental in their series win last year. And in a poor team, he's stood out consistently. So it has the narrative has shifted to him to being an elite player of the comp. But over the course of his career, that's more been the other way. So it's only a recent recent trend for him to be viewed so, um, with such positivity. Yep. Okay. Um, all right, guys. And uh, I think uh, we're going to skip over Canberra and uh, Para, but it's the Bali Knights uh, that are hosting uh, the Gold Coast Titans, the Top Sport Titans. And we might have to remind the listeners that all the prices are coming to you from Top Sport uh, this evening. Um, Top Sport, great Australian bookie, been doing it for 30 plus years. And um, 
you know, they're, they're a, a great bunch of guys. And uh, if you're ever in a gym, they'll look after you. They see it through the punter's eyes, Pope, uh, which is what I like. Um, they support us and uh, and we support them. Go to topsport.com.au. Uh, the Barley Knights here are $1.85. Uh, Titans, $1.95. We don't have a line posted, so it's the old-fashioned pick. Modler, can you lump for your Barley team here? Certainly can. It's going to... Uh... Yeah, it's lumped them quite well here. I've got them a dollar sixty. So I think there was a dollar ninety each way um, earlier in the day. It's trimmed in a bit. The Knights way to a dollar eighty five, but yeah, uh, very to be involved in the Knights. Uh, they're absolutely lumped into them and uh, and shifted shifted it a couple of digits. I think. <laughs> okay, so Modler, all over your nights here, mate. So that's uh, that's a good one, and uh, I think that's paid pretty well so far this year. Pope, can we concur? We can't really. This is this is tricky. I don't have a great edge in this game. I will say teams coming off the bye have a really good record. The I think there's only two teams um, that are lost in regular time in the first ten weeks, and one of them was Storm last week. So teams coming off the bye do go quite what about well. Which coming off the bye from Barker? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think we've got a great sample on that as a preparation. Tang uh, uh, Central. Uh, see how they go. My play here isn't in the game, though, and it's um, unfortunately for Molly, this is going to be a dagger through his heart. $10 lease wins on the Knights, I think, is worth some investment. So don't don't take too much credence to the ladder, NRL ladder at the moment, because the buy distorts that. But they're only one and a half wins ahead of Dragons and Tigers. So the $10, $11 that's out there for them, lease wins, I think, is worth a bet. That's. Um, they're not going as well as what that market indicates. Yep. Okay. Good shout, Pope. And uh, question without notice here, Pope. Uh, there's one thing that I have noticed um, uh, in Titans games uh, of recent times. There does seem to be a fair few points flowing uh, in Titans in, in games involving the Titans. Is there anything for us there? Yeah, the 44 and a half is worth a bet. I think that weather in Newcastle looks a little bit in, inclement over the weekend, but um, it cleared up Sunday afternoon. So I think you're right, Mark. I think uh, it's a good angle. 45 and a half currently. I think it's worth plugging for the overs there. Yep. Okay. All right. So uh, so that's maybe one to uh, to just have a look at um, there as well. And uh, And boys... Are we going to do Manly or Cronulla? I don't know. There was a bit of conjecture in the uh, production meeting. We're going to not Pope's given us a little uh, nod to uh, go ahead with it. So let's crack on um, Manly back at home. We know they love it there. 265 at home seems a big number. $1.48 the Sharks. But you tell us, boys, uh, five and a half, Pope, uh, the line. Are we with the home team or do we think the Sharks bounce back? Mug, you didn't intend to, but you pretty much summed it up there. They love it there. So I can plug for them here at um, plus five and a half. I don't have it that high. And a lot of that is how they play at Brookvale. So they go a lot better there. I think they'll be up for this game again. They've come off a couple of disappointing results, albeit they're missing some players. But I'm going to be at plus three, three and a half here for them at home. And I think you'll get a performance out of them. So I like them with the start here. And even though you didn't intend to, you summed up very succinctly there, Monk. Modler, the, um, we lumped for Cronulla last week, but I know your model loves Turbo. I know your model loves Brookvale. Which way does it go? Yeah, it's, uh, they had both these teams last week, Manly and Cronulla, and it's going to stick with Cronulla this week. Only just, uh, I've got them $1.43, so probably enough for a half stake for me there but um no huge interest at this stage yeah okay all right so boys just to try and go back and summarize that because there's a fair bit to go over there but i don't think that we got together uh too often there it was the first game of the round uh with the storm that you're both happy to uh you're both happy to come into there which was good but i think you're opposed um pope's liking the warriors i think modler's liking the dogs um Pope's happy to take on the home team, the Panthers. Um, Modler, did you have a play there? I'm not sure if you no, had. No, I'm not giving that one away. So Pope's into the Panthers. Um, St. George, you're quite keen on that number, Pope, but the Modler opposed you there, likes the uh, Cows at home. Uh, and then uh, uh, Newcastle Knights. Uh, Modler, you were with that, but you didn't necessarily agree with that one, uh, Pope, and you were putting up a uh, 
a futures bet there for the um, least wins. Is that right? $10? Yep, that's correct. But we potentially can get stuck into some overs there. And um, and then in the last game of the round, um, Pope seems to think that um, the advantage there is uh, a bit stronger and the five and a half is a good number. And Modlar, um, you're maybe not as committed to a bet, but probably on the Cronulla side. Is that right? Yeah, I'll stake on Cronulla for me at this stage. All right. So, so boys, still plenty there for the listeners to digest and uh, decide who you want to be with. And um, we'll, uh, we'll only know at the end of the week uh, who's, uh, who's come up trumps. But I think that storm bet looks like a, a good one for all. Um, boys, um, I think that's been comprehensive. That's a big AFL and NRL uh, chat this week. Um, so we won't hold it up any much longer. Statsman, is there anything else that you want to just throw in there from a uh, futures bets or, or anything like that that's sort of just come back into your mind? No, nah, no, no Easter eggs for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that's 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 the lot. Yeah, I think I, I think the last fifteen minutes, Statsman's been looking at the impact of the federal budget with his burgeoning property portfolio mug. So we better <laughs> leave him to it to go assess what impact that has on him. Yeah. Okay, very good. And uh, and Modler, anything else from you? Uh, no, I think that's that's wrapped it up for me as well as well. Oh, Modler, if that's the case, you better do the right thing and you better sign us off. Sure will. Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win.